I feel violated by tiredness right now. <laughs> hey, open open letter to tiredness. Fuck I did off. not invite you into my house. I yeah. did not invite you into my being. I don't even want you here. You yet you keep showing up. I'm going to have to defend against the critic now. Imagine if we were people. If you were a person and you kept knocking on my door. And I said, boundaries here. Please, go away. Yeah. You'd probably get in trouble. I'd One, two, three, back up. Probably okay. file a little restraining order. Shut it down. Uh-uh. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Jessica Day, shut it down. And then Shutting you it? would be forever known as a creeper. Tiredness the creeper. Yet, here you are every day. Every day. I think Not we, every day, dude. Sometimes you just wake up, the birds are singing, it's chirping in the Sometimes nowhere. every day. Time to chirp. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes every day. <laughs> And we're signing off, because sometimes every day, that's our new band. Pretty sure what we just dropped was the fucking most hard haiku ever. Mm. <laughs> Peaches overthink. Haiku, anyway. Haiku extra. So anyway, hi. Hi. Welcome to uh, what will assuredly be the next portion of the podcast. I'm so interested to see Start what with the haiku. First. Start with whatever you have to say, and we'll go from there. Sir, over to you, Chris. Chris, over to you, Wiser. <laughs> over to you, anybody else, dude. Go. Um, hi. Hi. I, how do I look with this? You look like you're about to uh, dust off some shelves. Dude, you look like the stance that. This podcast Donna, is now sponsored by Swiffer. You look like. You are the, you are sleeping Leonardo from the original Ninja Turtles movie when Raphael is hurt and sleeping in the, in the tub. That's your, that's your set. Yeah, do you remember that? <laughs> and then the homegirl April O'Neil draws a picture of him, and that's what you look like. Your stance is exactly that. We're going to start another your head, podcast, we're going to call it Sleeping sleep, Leonardo. Sleeping Leonardo. <laughs> that's pretty good. I'll have to keep that one sleeping in the show Leonardo. notes. Sleeping Leonardo. Sign up for our class. Anyway. Uh, what? So the card I was going to write was um, this thing that I posted a little bit ago. I think I posted it on the executive team, but it was this thought that I had. It was another shower thought. All right, exactly dude, here goes about. nothing. <laughs> um, the, the we'll concept, start with what does it mean? <laughs> the concept was the forest and the trees. So it's this idea that we have this mission that we're trying to achieve every day. And in that mission, we have all these little tiny things. Sorry, Sorry. Soren's like I just saw Soren. chewing on cups, spilling all over himself. He's got milk everywhere. I saw him, I saw him in the reflection. lunchbox. You left your stuff on top. You don't want to drive away without your stuff. Might not even be able to start the car. <laughs> Leave the keys. Um, Put it neutral. Forest and the trees. Just so coast. we have this big mission we're trying to achieve. And in that, we have all the little things that make up all the little things we do throughout the day. So how do you not get lost in trying to perfect those little things and possibly forgetting about the big thing? Or how do you focus on the little things while also being an expert at the big thing? So the example that I have is I can think of going into a cafe and maybe a new concierge really focusing on making sure they get every step on the POS right. And they're trying to do it up, bring the person up as quick, or not as quickly, but as like accurately as they can. But they're so focused on the little things of the POS that the guest might not be getting an amazing experience. Right. Vice, vice versa, you have maybe the 
somebody else who is really focused on the guests, but then forgets an ice setup or isn't doing a daily task that they're supposed to be doing because they're just focusing on the guest, which isn't necessarily bad. So the question is, how do you find the balance? When do you work on the little things while also maintaining that, you know, interaction or experience for the guest? Granted <clears throat> that the little things help the experience, but it's just like, how do you not get lost in like, I'm going to really focus in dialing in this espresso right now versus, oh, somebody's trying to talk to me. I should maybe give them like a moment of my time here. It, it was that kind of interesting thing where, again, the idea came from thinking about this time in line where it was just like, you're going to ring me up fine, but like also, hi, I'm here. I'm right in front of you. Talk to me. Sure. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. That was, uh-huh. The, that was the concept. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts. I uh, yeah, I mean, I have lots of thoughts, man. We always got lots of <laughs> thoughts, dude. Joe, tell you about that. I think what I first come into contact with when you're saying that is like, what? Well, what are you? What are you actually? What are you getting at? I think all those things happen all the time, and that's that's maybe the nature of business in general. So. The answer is yes, you have to focus on all of it. And that is the point. Yeah. So how do you focus on them? How do you, how do you balance them out of like, this is when I am making like, yeah. Yeah. How do you, how do you build that understanding into an organization? No, just well into that, not just an organization. Let's just start with the individual. Like, well, I think there's a few things going on here, though. I was going to say, right? if, if you're an individual, you, you, you're a different levels. You actually don't balance it out. <laughs> you, and there, you is, there is no balance. Okay. It's like the little things support the big things. And the things that make the businesses who do it really well different than the ones that don't is that they're able to do all those things at the same time. So it's not one or the other. It's everything at the same time. Yeah. It's making the espresso really well, paying extreme attention to the coffee, and paying extreme attention to the guest at the same time. And as best you can, which is a gamut. Yeah. Right? Like those, all of the concepts need to be really clear. And they need to be consistently taught and revisited, right? You can never tire of the basics. But at the same time, you're going to have people of all different skill sets, levels, and understanding at all times in your business, right? You have new people who physically won't be able to give you what you asked for for a little while, which is, I'd like you to talk to me at this level while also ringing me up at this level. And and that's part of the process, right? Our job, whoever's working with us, is to consistently progress. So when you first start, you will no doubt use more brain space on learning to use that register than you will be able to use potentially with guest interaction, unless you're kind of yeah. default guest interaction, well, in which right, case because you're still learning a new skill. Exactly. So that's taking up a, it's like, it's, it's taking up a lot when yeah. you start roasting coffee, you know, yeah. like when I started roasting coffee, there's no way I was roasting and talking to someone at the same exactly. time. Yeah. But after a while, once you get your competency up, sure. Yeah. So that's right. to be expected for yeah. me. And that's where you consistently build in, you know, leadership directives around that. And and before all that, you start with a mission, values, and a, and a, a picture of a, a daily vision of what it looks like to yeah. do a good job, you know? So how do you go about training somebody on that? Like, I get, I hear what you're saying. Sure. I'm just, like, walk me through your process of how you would guide someone through that. I'm just, like, through the process of, like, hey, here's a new thing, but also there's this bigger picture thing that you need to focus on. 
or not focus on. But well, I like, think that's keep where you're, you're getting hung up is that you want to know all the things, and you can't give everybody everything at the beginning, and you shouldn't. I don't expect anybody on my team to. Until like you're at a really high level to lead our vision forward and paint the picture for everybody else. I guess you have, what you I, have to work towards that, right? Yeah. I guess what I'm That'd wondering is how do you? What's the? What does the roadmap look like of getting somebody to that high level? Because I'm not mm-hmm. saying like somebody's going to know everything right out the gate, and it's, yeah. So it's like, what are the steps along the way? Is the question I think mm. I'm wondering. To what? Sorry, I'm like mildly confused, but let's. Well, work, I mean, I'm hearing a few it. things. Yeah. I'm hearing like if you want, I think you first have to start with an enrollment of some capacity and the person wanting to go to that level, right? Like, I think what makes this question interesting for you is that you're really interested in the overarching concepts and how, you know, like the thoroughfare of where it all connects. A lot of people in our company aren't necessarily interested in that portion of it, but they love participating, they love being a part of it, they love doing different portions of it hospitality artistry right yeah how it works at the end of the day is teamwork that's how it genuinely works from the top down teamwork um chris charles and i are in charge of figuring out what a vision and a direction may look like then the team that surrounds us as we deliver that is ultimately responsible alongside ourselves in seeing that through and at every level along the way there's participation so if somebody is really interested in all of that scope they're going to be the kind of person who takes A to Z seriously and drives their own learning as best they can from the base level. As soon as they come in here, they're going to be like, cool, I want to learn about all our values, you know? And they're going to they're going to enroll themselves into becoming awesome at that. They're going to also ask questions. They're not going to wait to say, you know, well, I'm not I'm at the best I can do, you know? Yeah. Like this is this is all I got until somebody tells me I can do more. Yeah. And that's how you know that somebody's interested and ready to go to another level. We're going to, we, I mean, we have a podcast, right? Where we talk about general concepts that I think would allow people to get closer and closer to our vision, but also any vision that they might have for their own company. And in zero hate towards our team, how many of our team members actually listen to this podcast and get something of it? And that's, that's okay. They don't have to. I don't expect everybody on our team to listen to it. But the ones who do are most likely going to be the ones who are interested in learning about what we're about more, right, and applying it. Some people on our team might not even know we have a podcast, and that's also okay. Again, I'm not judging anybody on our team or not on our team for listening, but the kind of person I think you're talking about, like how do you teach them? I can't teach everybody everything, nor could you, and we can do our best to keep elevating. Yeah. But you're going to find those people who are really interested, and then you're going to have that two-way street. Yeah. I want to teach them. They want to learn. And we know that that is the kind of investment that that makes sense both ways, right? If I tried to make somebody learn everything that I have to say about everything in here and they're at any level, they might find it interesting. They might engage with it. They might become inspired by it, sure. But they also might be like, holy shit, this is like way too much for me to take in. You know, this is like you're a really cool guy, but that's too much for me right now. You know, I'm here to, I'm here to do my best and become a barista, you yeah. know? So I also have to, I'm speaking for myself. You could, should weigh in next. Cause I feel like <laughs> I at least laid some groundwork and gave you some space to think so you can jump in. But yeah, no. that's how, that's how I think about this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and more, I got more, but I, got- I, I don't want to just talk the whole podcast, you know, just keep going, bro. You're all I'm just, just here to watch. I mean, I think, well, that was one that's part of it. That's a portion of 
I, I'm still not sure what question we're asking or answering, but let's say if we're talking about holding these two things at the same time, uh, like, go ahead, you were going to say something. The two times that you've been on bar in the past five months have been the two times that I'm thinking of. Okay. You were, when we did the bar takeover at Barista. Oh, yeah. And when you just this past weekend had an event. Yeah. At Beeline. Yeah, yeah. Both times, I have gotten, I meaning Cat and Cloud, has gotten feedback that your hospitality has been insane. <laughs> yes. Which, pat yourself on the back for that. <laughs> Way to go. But I also know that when you're on bar, you're working incredibly mm. detailed. Yeah. How do you find that balance to be able to give the hospitality that we want to give? Right. And have the level of quality that we want to have. See, I think, okay, now I hear that, and I think we're talking about maybe two different things because there's, there's a couple things at play. Because yeah. one of these things, which we already talked about earlier, is like just straight skill. Actually, let's take this in another direction. Sure. So there's, there's, we'll tie what you were talking about and then what you're kind of asking right now together because there's a, there's a, so many different things that come to connect here. So on the like mission task thing, we'll just like put a pebble in the bucket here to our, how do you teach someone to get to a certain level? Jared's right. Like people have to want to get to a certain level. Yeah. And then the way you teach them and the way we would go about it is you plant a seed that's not really vision but it's more like mission so if we're mm -hmm. like inspire connection by creating memorable experiences and let them know why that matters so that's the exercise that we do in orientation when we have new hires can everybody tell a story about a time when they had their mind blown a time when they felt seen or someone else connected with them or left them feeling a way that felt really good yeah and then the the new hires you know, kind of reach into their bag and they tell they tell some stories like, oh, I was at this one time and this person went out of their way to do this and this and that for me. And the story's not important. The feeling is. So they're right. they're talking about a time when they felt cared for. Yeah. So the end of that exercise is it's important to remember what that feels like because that's what we're able to do for everyone else. And everybody has different examples because there's a million different ways you can make someone feel seen and connected with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing that's kind of hanging over us or that's that's how you know that's the impact that your work can have but that's not like a distracting thing that's nagging at you every day so then you're doing your best to make that happen through the work that has to happen so whether that's being on the concierge station in your infancy at a job like this you're kind of you know you're you're pushing buttons and you're stumbling awkwardly through the conversation and you can't find the button on the next screen even you know it's yeah. it's not about at le that level it's not really about doing a good job it's about doing your best <laughs> and trying to get better all the time right and for us as educators what we need to do with each person is recognize what does this person at this point in their journey have the capacity to process and get better at. And yeah. then we need to give bite-sized coaching instruction on that thing. So it's a slow and steady improvement. And then at some point, you know, there's there's a minimum rate of improvement to where it's if we're pouring in someone mm. months and months and months and months and they're not getting appreciably better, then we have a problem. But 
most people can rise to the occasion and like Jared's saying, not overwhelm them, which is what I used to be really guilty of doing in all my espresso training back in the day. And this is a thing that educators do a lot. They make it about themselves and showing off their knowledge rather than making it about the person yeah. and what they can come away with a win, you know, what they can come away with. So I could teach someone how to make espresso in probably 15 minutes and they won't have a ton of deep-seated industry knowledge, but they'll be able to make a shot that's like in the 75th percentile of what you might get. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that's kind of what you're focusing on in the beginning. Okay. So that's like the base level. Then when we're talking about that extreme hospitality or, you know, me being on bar at an event, that's something that's just not going to happen without... 20 years of experience right. and focusing really intently on this craft. So yeah. one of the things that I think is my biggest benefit in a situation like that is that I'm completely comfortable. Like yeah. I'm, comf I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable with myself. Like in my ability to engage people, I'm comfortable coffee. with the coffee. I'm comfortable with all the skills. I know exactly what's going to happen at every step of the way. And yeah. then I can truly guide the experience mm. and someone who's not as comfortable is not going to be able to do that. And I think yeah, there's something that I was thinking of yesterday when I was doing that event was I was actually thinking about this idea of being comfortable and maybe you know it takes a long time to be comfortable with certain skills. But one of the things that I always enjoy in service is just someone who's comfortable with themselves. Mm -hmm. Like someone who they're can rip a little, a little bit, bit, someone who's having mm -hmm. fun, they're having a good time. They're not stressed out to be where they're at. They're just like, mm -hmm. hey, you know, I'm me and we're good and I'm going to do this thing for you. And it's like, you know, everybody's felt a server or a barista or a bartender who just kind of makes you feel a little awkward. And it's not necessarily correlated with skill at that point, but it's like, oh, this is a person I want to be around. Right. And when I'm approaching like an event like that, and you could do this no matter how good you are is, okay, if I can be a person that someone wants to be around and I can nail the the beverage quality, 100%, that's great. But if I can be a person who someone wants to be around and my beverage quality is 60%, that's still pretty good. Like you're mm -hmm. still going to leave a really good impression. Yeah. Not, not that you want to do this, but being someone who someone wants to be around is a great way to, I don't want to say cover up, but compensate oh, it's for helpful. your lack of – yeah. Lack of pure skill. Absolutely. Because so many times, and like we were they're walking away with that memory. They just feel great. Yeah. You're like, it's like, how does the espresso taste? I don't really remember. Like, how was my cappuccino? I think it was pretty good. Right. But damn, that. I really had a fun time. That dude was fun to be yeah. around. Like, I had, yeah. And in an event like that, it's, or even just behind the bar, like, you can pull on all your tools. It's not all about me and them. It's right. like, if you two are coming up to the counter, it's cool. I have the opportunity to engage any one of you individually. I can also build a bridge of connection between you and you. Yeah. I create, like, five or six friends of people who are standing in line, which is amazing because, okay, now I get a little bit more free space. You're talking to each other. The whole line's engaged. People aren't really tripping that they're waiting a little bit longer because they're just having a great time. Right. It's like there's all these things that you can do to make the service a little bit better, but you have to be comfortable to do it. Because if you're squeamish about it, it's like, uh, uh, uh right. you know, my, uh, 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 it doesn't work. So those are your building blocks yeah. in a way, right? What's up, everybody? Happy Monday. If you're listening to this in real time, we've got a very special coffee available on our website. It's from our good friend, Benjamin Paz, who is kind of the 
gatekeeper to all of our relationships in Honduras. We've talked about him before. We've even had him on the podcast. Super amazing guy who does a lot for his community. And he also grows his own coffee. So this particular one is from his farm. It's a geisha variety. Geisha is really delicate, really intricate. It's just its own experience. If you've never had a coffee that, you know, transports you to a magical place that makes you feel like you're sitting on an island drinking a tropical beverage, this is that coffee. You can get it now. Go to catandcloud.com and you'll see a banner just smiling at you, enticing you to come inside and taste the rainbow. All right, let's get to the podcast. So we found that you have to build first kind of the things, the A plus B is equal C's, yeah. with, you know, operational stuff. And you still layer in this concept, right? You very much could be the best part of somebody's day. And you might well be every day. Yeah. So don't take that for granted. And you start working towards, you know, kind of that marriage. And as they get more comfortable doing the steps of service, call that whatever that is behind the bar, then you will then feel more comfortable engaging while you're doing that stuff, knowing that you're going to be more accurate at it. Yeah. And then you can kind of, as you grow up in a company more, right, you kind of graduate more so to the theory and the philosophy behind everything. And you start... You know, you move into leadership, you get a little, a little more autonomy. Okay, I'm I'm a little bit more in charge of how quality looks for some team members and how the cafe feels to guests, and it's it's my responsibility to lean into that. And that's where we can teach more. Like, okay, here's the philosophy behind that. You know, here's what it should feel like and look like, and here's why just just being fast and short is not that full expression. Here's why. You know, we we go out and we actually ask how things are and if there's anything that we could have done better today potentially whatever it might be you start adding in all of those foundational principles again but in a way at least in my opinion where you're triggering them to think about it critically how is it how is it relating you know i might I probably mentioned on a podcast a while back you know we, we sold 300 lattes like in one way that's great and then on the other way like how was the experience for the guests yeah you know and, and being able to decipher the difference by Stepping just a little bit back, listening to the music, noticing like, oh, that speaker out there is actually blasting those people and they can't even talk. But this speaker over here is really quiet and the door's open and it's freezing this morning. Maybe we should shut that door or it's really hot. You know, all of those other details are the details that you feel, but you don't necessarily come into a cafe until you're on one of our levels and say, here's the laundry list of things that could be a little bit better. Is the pastry yeah. case been, you know, it's 10 o'clock and there's only two pastries left. Every single day for the last two weeks, okay, I'm in leadership. Maybe I should talk about that. Why? You know, or what's going on? I think maybe we're leaving something on the table for those guests who really hope to come here for a snack, et cetera, et cetera, you know? So it seems like the key takeaway is being comfortable, right? Like, I mean, I don't think there is a key takeaway. Well, I think yeah. that is one of the components of giving great service for sure. Yeah. But I don't know. If, I don't think you could say like here's the one most important thing well, but. right but for for my like what i'm the way i'm thinking of it is for the new concierge that's stepping behind the pos that the idea that i started this conversation with was they aren't comfortable with the steps they need to take so through that discomfort they're not doing a great job at everything maybe 
Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I'm, I'm hearing. Keep going. The more you get comfortable with the steps you have to take, the less mental energy it takes to do those steps, and the more mental energy is freed up for other things. That's part of it. Absolutely. Yeah. But you could argue, and I would argue, that being comfortable is actually super dangerous across the board when you use it to that was the, uh, stagnate in growth. That so was the that was the thing I was going to ask. Working towards being – there's comfort in the way Chris is talking about it, which is not being – it's not just being comfortable like everything's – it is a little bit like everything's fine. But comfortable also means that he also knows the three, four, five, ten things that if they do go wrong, I know exactly what to do like that with the snap of a finger is because of my – Experience to make sure everything's fine. Yeah, right. you know, like that. That's that's. that's I'm not talking also about professionalism. Like, yeah, I'm not right? talking about lounge chair comfort. So it, you and I don't think maybe there's another that. word of it too. Or complacency. It's like, I'm well, not no, talking about complacency. Way. I'm well, talking about. Uh, I'm the, talking about being comfortable. Like the, yeah, yeah. The way I the way I think about it, the pitfall <laughs> yeah. that I think comfortable could be is you come into the cafe every day and you become almost immune. Immune's not the right word, but like maybe desensitized to where you're like, yep, this is what I do every day. I'm comfortable here. I'm comfortable doing what I do. Mm -hmm. And there's no actively pursuing better. There's no like, oh, hmm. there's no noticing the two pastries in the case at, you know, whatever yeah. time in the day. There's That's that's right. where I, the pitfall. Same word, of, different meaning. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I was just saying. The pitfall of like. You could say confident. You could say a well, lot of different it's things. All fine but in, it's all right. In the context of our values, though, it's okay. You could say comfortable because we still have actively pursued better and it's, yeah. that means inevitably you're not allowed to be comfortable in a negative way i just had to yeah. address it when you're like if you're saying be comfortable and i'm like i'm not actually saying that no, yeah, the same way doctors doctors get comfortable doctors get complacent doctors get jaded fire people paramedics and yeah. they i'm not saying they do a better or worse job but it's pretty clear a lot of doctors end up you know not not going A to Z on everything because of so, like, that kind of fatigue. And, like, I already kind of know what this is going to be. You know, like, here's my job. Yeah. And I'm using that as an example because I've heard it a sh trillion times over from doctors who are like, and then I, then I finally have these moments again where I re-engage and I have this life-changing moment with somebody and it, like, reminds me why I got into this work, right? We, everybody can experience that in their work. So we build and actively pursue better because we want to challenge ourselves not yeah. to become totally comfortable. And you well, we're also... just talking about different kinds of comfortable now. Yeah, I'm talking yeah, about yeah. it's the fucking you know your way fourth around quarter. The machine. There's yeah. 30 There's seconds in the game. Too. Yeah. Kobe has the ball. Right. He's comfortable. Yeah. He He's not like time. tripping out about it. He's not like, oh my God, I have the right. ball. What am I going to do? He's like, give me the fucking ball. I'm going to make the shit pop because like, he's just totally comfortable. And he's he like, he's got a skills game. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's not worried. Right. <laughs> right. And that's, that's. So you could call that comfortable. You could call that experience. completely confident. You could call it. Confidence, experience. Yeah. I mean, experience and confidence are kind of different because there's been people mm -hmm. who have been doing it for a long time. But they're but not for confident. some reason, mm -hmm. mostly probably because they haven't chosen to get to X level or right. put in the, you know. I don't know. There's all kinds of shit. Yeah. It's like you see a lot of people been doing stuff for a long time who really aren't that good at it, mm -hmm. which is really interesting mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. um, Practiced and tenured. Well, I think it's more like the they maybe got a lot of practice, but not a lot of deliberate practice, or maybe mm -hmm. they don't have a really high bar set for themselves, or they got a a ton of hours. I mean, you see it in the in the Everywhere. coffee world all yeah. the time. It's like right if if you go to you know when we were competing in barista competitions, I don't think that's the mark of a good barista. Just throwing that out there. But, you know, you would see a group of people who had all been making coffee 
for, you know, Whatever. four plus years, At however least, long yeah. it has been, and have been practicing for this thing mm-hmm. for the past three months, and the skill level is just like a shotgun blast. It's all True. over the fucking place. Right. There's some people who are really good, really dialed in, mm. and there's some people who it's just like, what the hell is going on over here? Right. There's an attunement. But there's they're all a like, I'm a professional barista. I'm taking pride in my craft, but there's just something that's missing mm. or something that's going really yeah, well for that, the other is people. That, is that somewhat being studied and open and a continuous learner, right? Because there's always the times where the the knowledge we had at the time was the best that we had and we were giving it our best which then you find out whoa you know we're pretty behind so you know then you learn from that and you go to the next level there's some of that there's some of that but that's I that's think a this certain percentage age, of yeah, people yeah. that's less of an excuse now because not much yeah. is a secret yeah that's a, yeah exactly so i that, think now it's just like what commitment it's commitment what are you willing to work on like what are you willing mm. to lose mm-hmm. you know i was talking with mark about he was talking about he was going to compete in the yeah. barista competition he right. asked what i thought about it and i was like you don't want to do it he's right. like no i do and i was like here's the thing bro it's <laughs> yeah. like do you really? what are you really going to give up in your life he's like well i was like are you going to be here every night from 6 to 9 p.m four right. or five days a week he's like well i don't really want to do that i'm like oh there you go yep okay cool. answer. you know yeah. you can do it you're going to be middle of the packer at best because mm-hmm. you're you know, you got a decent amount of skill over the years, right. but someone's going to come in and just outwork you. Plain, still... plain and simple. They're just going to outwork you. And yeah, that's just, that, that's just facts. So totally. for me, I'm like, I don't want to be outworked. I want to show yeah. up knowing I did whatever I could do. You know, we talked about this when we were talking about Dulce and how she won the level of competitiveness is a great thing to put in there. Right. right. So, and, and then, then like on top of all those things, it's like, I totally believe that certain people are predisposed to be better at certain things than others. Sure. It's that's just fucking for real, you know? Like there's that's some just for real. There's some things. I wish it wasn't true cuz then I could be as good, but I'm not going to be as good at some things. Yeah, yeah, some people just have a knack for certain things. Yeah. And mm. cool, like that's great. And as long as you don't turn you're not having a knack into an excuse for why you're not good at something, we're good. Right. But you know, I mm. can I can appreciate people who it's like, oh yeah, that dude's just really gifted at that thing, or she's mm. really good at that thing, like like perfect match. I don't yeah, know. helpful. So, anyways, yeah. Now what, dude? So just to answer your question, just be the perfect individual for the perfect thing you're trying to do. Can't do it <laughs> unless you attune and commit and practice and get feedback. Is that what our company does? That's I what had, we're trying to do. I had three people come up to me at the event and they were chatting and they were just like, the vibe's awesome. They're like, we go to your store and the vibe's awesome. We've never seen you, but this is great. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm Chris. They're like, you one of the owners? And they're like, yeah. Your oh, team is is just awesome. Yeah. We used to work in the restaurant industry, and we under understand hospitality. And it's really clear that you guys understand hospitality as well. You should have a business teaching other people how to be hospitable, like you are. Good Did you know that feedback. the Disney has Disney University where they, they said teach- that to you? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, actually, we've uh, gone to classes at Disney U and taken some of our team members to Disney U. And he's like, oh, really? How was it? Like, they're all is it in Florida? I was like, no, they do some in L.A. here. So we had this like cool conversation about, you know, just guest service and interaction. Mm-hmm. I was dropping some of the little nuggets Our on tidbits. them. Yeah. It it was pretty fun. That stuff um, is so gratifying. And they, it yeah, if, seldom if, happens. It felt really good. Yeah. 
Well, I think it doesn't. No, ha- it happens. I th- well, I think it does. This is what this is my theory. Yeah. Where would it happen to us? Well, exactly. Right. So it, it happens through our team only, and that's good. Yeah. yeah. So people, we can get feedback. You know, digital feedback online yeah. and stuff like that. People are posting nice things, but sure. it's, it doesn't feel like a real humans in front of you yeah. when there's real people in front of you, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, like you this know, is this is awesome." It's you like guys, a verbal this- hug. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was stoked. I made the dude a macchiato. Nice. Super hyped. I was like, oh, yeah, this feels really mm-hmm. this feels really good. Mm-hmm. And it's just juicing. It kind of gave me a little bit of interesting perspective because this happens probably once every couple months where you just get soaked into this thing where, oh, here's all these things we got to work on. Here's all these things we got to work on. This is bad. This is bad. This needs help. This needs, this needs help. And then there's people coming up to me and like, you guys are the best part of my day. I know. I'm man. like, so oh. Cool. And on one end, I'm wondering, okay, I want it to be perfect. So I see everything that's fucked up, and I want to spend, like, X amount of energy making it absolutely perfect. And that's one pull. Then the other side is, what if it's actually good enough? <laughs> I know, dude. I was, what if it's actually good enough? I almost enough? sent you guys a voice memo on that after our and, last meeting. Well, and <clears throat> we actually – so. We've talked about doing what this person's saying for a long time, like putting together some sort of course or a framework yeah. or having events based around hospitality, guest service. We've been talking about this. it since we opened the company. Yeah. Okay. So here's where I'm going with this. It's like you. the reason that we don't do it is because we're really invested in like tweaking all of these little things yeah. that need to be tweaked. And I, hmm. some of that is real. Like there's no doubt. But part of me is like, I mean, these people are just telling me how amazing it is and it's like the numbers are also kind of speaking for themselves. It's not like the cafe's empty, you know. I don't want to be complacent, but no, yeah. it's like how much can we let go of 80% of what we're about to do and just actually focus on this other thing which could also be a boon for the business and it's something we're really interested in. Like are we nickel and diming ourselves to death? Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, so in, a, are, in different ways we were going to say similar things. I'm right. saying it's the thing. I was like, I'll just wait till Monday. That's where I was at too. Because right when he was <laughs> saying that, because it'd been kind of like lurking in my mind. It's like, are we working too hard on this one thing yeah. right here? You I was know? like, yeah. Part of my concept is like, let's pick the things that we like can't let go of specifically, and sure. then like, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. Like, let's draw those out, and then we can talk about which ones we're like keeping to the a millionth hour. You know, like the yeah. level we want to, that we just can't get away from because we have to have it, and then. Exactly. Find like the happy land for the other ones and teach that and call it good. Well, and that that's that's the other thing that I was coming off of because we were talking about skills and skill sets and like all these little bullet points mm-hmm. and going back to that confidence and feeling comfortable in yourself. I'm like, man, if you can teach people to do that. Right. And then the skills support it. Mm-hmm. it it's that thing where oh, there's your it's, little cross section. If you have two baristas who are exactly the same caliber, let's say they're both mediocre. They can pull reasonable espresso, and their latte art's pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, consistent milk texture, okay. Right. You know, um, working on latte art, and you teach one of them to completely own their space. Yeah, they feel and totally comfortable. And they confident. feel totally comfortable, and it's not in this fake chest puffing kind of way. It's here are things that you do when you're a professional. Right. You serve the espresso and say, Michael. Here's your espresso. Hope you enjoy. It's delicious. Right. Versus the other person, same skill set. It's like, here's your espresso. It's like kind of being weird today. Let me know what you think. Like it ran a couple seconds long. I got to make it. Right. A- it's like, go fuck. Like, 
it doesn't matter if the espresso is exactly the same. Like your impression of the first one is so much better. Yeah, you're it's leaving it. you with it. Yeah, you're drinking it. That's well, I was I was I giving that talk too. It's like you're drinking with your eyes and your ears and your feelings before you even taste it with your mouth. Mm-hmm. It's like it's already gonna taste. A I little get someone better. up to that cart on Sunday, and I'm just like, this is gonna be the best cappuccino yeah, of your wait. life, and it's already been predetermined. And I could pour you a cappuccino that's you know 70 percent of what i could do with a shot that's subpar and it won't even matter no and i'm not doing that but i could yeah and you'd be just like this is fucking great this is Mm. awesome i feel so good right now and like that's uh, it got me we were on the same like wavelength i was like this is how you this is how you create amazing experiences Hey everyone, that's the podcast for the week. Thanks so much for listening. If you heard something that inspired you, let us know or tell a friend. These are the types of connections that are the most important to us and that we seek to create every day. If there's something you heard and you want to know more about, send us an email to podcast at catandcloud.com or head to our website, catandcloud.com slash podcast and let us know. While you're on our site, check out everything we have to offer. Dive deep into one of our single origin coffees or pick up a little treat for yourself. We have something for everyone, so check it out. Also, find us in the usual places. YouTube, Instagram, we're always there sharing amazing things. All right, that's it. Thanks everyone for being awesome. We'll be back next week.